0: Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know about a really valuable free resource that we have. We've had so much great feedback on our Kids Gut Health eBook, and if you haven't had a chance to download it already, or if you're new to Natural Super Kids, I encourage you to head on over to naturalsuperkids.com slash gut made it really easy for you. I'll pop the link in the show notes as well so that you can download your free copy. And in this ebook, we cover the foundations, why your kid's gut health is so important, how your kid's gut health can influence things like their immune system, their allergies, their eating preferences, their mood, their behavior. It has such a big impact on a child's overall well-being. And I talk you through some practical strategies and use an analogy that your kid's gut health is like a garden. And if we can just tend to it in simple ways every day, we can take really good care of it and it can have a positive influence on our kid's overall well-being. So head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash gut to grab your free copy. I know you'll find it really valuable. Welcome back to the podcast. Great to have you tuning in today. Welcome if you are a new listener, um, and if you're a seasoned listener as well. I just appreciate you all tuning in so much, and hope that you get value out of the information that I'm going to provide today. And. In all of the podcast episodes. So, today we are talking about constipation. Um, It is one of the most common digestive complaints that kids experience. So, I felt like a dedicated podcast episode to this was important. It's something that I have experienced in my clinical practice with the the families that I work with, Um, you know, helping people sort of uh move through <laughs> constipation um and and you know relieve that constipation Because constipation isn't just an uncomfortable poo every now and again, Um, you know. When it comes to constipation in children, it can be a vicious cycle that really affects their well-being because it can lead to things like you know it feels yucky to to be constipated, so it can lead to mood issues and irritability. It can lead to toileting accidents, really commonly, um, and all kinds of other things. So. I want to talk today about some of the common causes of constipation um, and also some of the naturopathic recommendations that I have for constipation. So constipation, you know, can be hard, difficult to pass stools or, you know, not going to the toilet very regularly, Um, but it can be more than just those pebbly poos. It's any time that passing a bowel movement is difficult, painful, incomplete, or too infrequent. So you might go to the toilet and have a bowel movement, but you might not feel empty afterwards. I'm pretty sure we've all experienced that. That is a form of constipation. The dark, coloured, cracked bowel movements are a sign of constipation funny little story when my daughter was was younger you know i taught her to have a look at her poo um and you know, some of the signs and what they could mean. And uh, she was so cute. She used to come running to me, mum, I've got cracks in my poo. I need some water because I taught her that if you've got cracks in your poo, then it means you're dehydrated. Um, so, she used to come and tell me when she had cracks in her poo. <laughs> so, even if you feel like your movements are normal, um, but you're only going to the toilet a few times a week, I hear this from lots of people, um, that is definitely classed as constipation as well. So, you know, you should be moving your bowels every day. Um, if you're not, then we need to sort of speed up that transit time, um, or if your kids aren't um, either. So, this is really translatable for adults as well. Um, and constipation is more than just that discomfort. So when bowel movements aren't passed regularly – the body reabsorbs the toxins that it is trying to excrete from the gut. So the bowel movement sits there and those toxins are reabsorbed, which re enter the bloodstream and then need to be eliminated through a different channel. So it puts extra pressure on other organs of our body, things like kidneys and liver and skin and lungs, because they have to work harder to eliminate the toxic load and it can exacerbate issues that are already there so for example you know eczema can get worse if a child becomes constipated because uh, the skin is it, there's extra load on that um on the skin and more inflammation within the body so it's not just a poo issue it really can affect um, lots of different areas of the body, and with kids, one of the common problems is that they they end up in this cycle because of constipation. So they become afraid of going to the toilet uh, because they've had a painful experience with constipation. So they hold on for longer, which just worsens the constipation. Um, so it can, you know, sometimes uh, we need to take a psychological approach. Um, And over time, the rectum accommodates that excess fecal matter. Um, So because of this, the normal urge to go to the toilet reduces because the pressure drops. Um, And this leads to loss of sensitivity, uh, which can further worsen constipation and can lead to poo-related accidents. So, you know, parents can, I want to assure parents that this is really common in older kids, you know, them, um, you know, soiling their undies or having uh, poo accidents in their um, underwear because of this this issue um, and this sort of constipation issue over time. So, often um, these kinds of issues can lead back to or are are caused by the constipation in the first place. So, let's have a little talk about the main causes of constipation in children. So, there's so many different factors that can uh, lead to constipation, but I want to talk about some of the main ones. So, of course, the first one is dehydration. You know, if you don't have enough water in your system, then passing a a bowel movement will not be pleasant. Dehydration is really common in kids. um, So, we need to remind our kids to drink. I know we've got a million different things on our mind. Um, but again, we want to we want to uh, teach our kids and empower our kids to recognize the sign of dehydration by looking at their poo. Um, and that you know that story of my daughter. and she would have been sort of two or three. I'm sure she's going to be thrilled about me sharing that on the podcast now that she's eleven. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, darling. Um, but yeah, like with young kids, teach them that if their, their poo looks dark or it's hard to get out or there's cracks in it, then make sure you dr- you're drinking water um, and reminding them to, to drink plenty of water and fluids through the day is really important. So that's the first one. And I think that is, you know, that's a pretty obvious one. And most of us know that dehydration can lead to constipation. The next one, and this is probably the biggest one that I have come across, is the diet. Um, Because our kids are eating more processed foods, more refined foods. You know, a lot of kids have that preference for the white, bland, starchy foods that have very little fibre in them because they're processed. Um, And that is a big factor when it comes to constipation. So, um, that low fibre intake as well as the high intake of processed foods that are so common in our kids these days is leading to more of that constipation. And another thing to note when it comes to dietary factors is that formula-fed babies are more likely to be constipated than breastfed babies. So if you are formula feeding, you might want to consider adding in probiotics and prebiotics into the formula to help with constipation. Look, breastfed babies can become constipated as well. Um, but yeah, that's just a consideration that I wanted to share as well. Now, another cause of constipation is an imbalance in the gut bacteria. So, the bacteria within the gut or the microbiome um, has a big influence on constipation. Research has found that an imbalance in gut bacteria is linked Constipation and this can be a vicious cycle because the imbalance in the gut bacteria leads to constipation, but then constipation also alters the balance of bacteria, which exacerbates the problem. So, the good, healthy bacteria are thought to play a supportive role in motility, which is the muscle contractions that moves food through the digestive tract. So, maintaining a healthy balance of gut bacteria is really important for those healthy bowel movements. Um, And a good balance in gut bacteria is also about diversity. Now you've heard me, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, talking about this microbiome diversity and a lack of diversity in the gut microbiome has been linked to lots of different issues in kids, not just constipation, but things like eczema and allergies and autism. Um, So if we want healthy kids, we want to make sure that we build the diversity of their gut bacteria. And I just want to remind you that we have a free resource, our Gut Health eBook. You can find the link to that in the show notes, which will talk you through some really practical ways of, of, of what you can do to improve this diversity. Um, so, studies have shown that stool consistency is associated with great. greater diversity within gut bacteria. So a healthy stool consistency was linked to a healthy and diverse microbiome, whereas stools that were too hard or too soft or unhealthy um, were linked to a lack of diversity. So constipation could be a sign that your child's gut could need could, could do with some extra support their gut microbiome. Um, so definitely have a look at the gut, the Kids Gut Health ebook if you haven't already. It's free and it really will share the foundations of this with you. Now the the last thing I want to mention in terms of causes of constipation, of course again coming back to our diet and lifestyle is the lack of physical activity in some kids' lifestyles. So Kids, We know from the research that kids are moving less than we did during our childhoods. I know it's very dependent on the child. I've got one child, my eldest, who is very active, (laughs) so active, um, because he loves his mountain bike. So, he Every chance he gets, he's out on his mountain bike. So I definitely don't need to worry about lack of physical activity for him. But then I have another child who, you know, is fairly active, but some days she needs a little bit of a push, you know, to to get some extra activity in. And it's really common these days. They've got a lot of distractions inside with technology, um, and you know, often quite busy busy schedules as well. Uh, So we need to really focus on that physical activity if our kids have got constipation. So this lack of movement in our kids can contribute to, to constipation. Movement and exercise will naturally stimulate the muscles in the gut. So if you have a child who doesn't get enough activity and is constipated, then getting them moving is definitely a really important piece of the puzzle. I used to live with a flatmate when when I lived in London um, in a big share house and <laughs> I, was, uh, I was already a naturopath back then and we used to talk about poos all the time um, with this one particular girl and she had issues with constipation and her the remedy that would always work for her would be going for a run. So she would always have to go for a run, but make sure there was a toilet on the way. Um, And that was her way of getting her bowels moving. So a little story to really illustrate that fact of how quickly some physical activity can stimulate the bowel movements. So let's now look at some natural ways to improve constipation in children. So, you know, we really want to be looking at what the cause of constipation is for that particular individual, Um, but there are some simple steps that you can take to relieve the symptoms of constipation um, in children. And because these steps also address some of those underlying causes, they can help to prevent the constipation from returning as well. So, of course, we've got you know the option of laxatives, but they are a quick fix. They work. They're a quick fix approach. They get the bowels movement moving, but they don't do anything to address that that underlying cause. Um, so, the first one is to drink more water. Very basic one but we want to make sure our kids are drinking plenty of water throughout the day. And as I said, teaching them to recognize the signs of dehydration um, by looking out for that dark colored or cracks in their poo. Um, So yeah, getting them to drink water as often as possible um, is important. Um, But we might even look at things like Coconut water or herbal teas uh, to increase their water intake as well. I've got one child who's not a great water drinker, um, you know. So I've uh, in the winter particularly, I've started just making her some herbal teas in the afternoon and evening, and she really enjoys those. So that's a good way to to hydrate um, as well. Of course, increasing fibre in the diet. Um, You know, any fiber is a good start, but for the greatest benefit, we want to focus on prebiotic fibers because prebiotic fibers increase the bulk of the stool, but they're also feeding the good bacteria in the gut. So they're helping with that overall diversity and microbiome health. So fiber is found mostly in in plant foods, in whole grains, in nuts and seeds and fruits and vegetables. You definitely do not need to buy a high fiber breakfast cereal to get enough fiber in. Um, But one of the best things you can do is switch your child over from the white processed grains to whole grain alternatives so switch out the white rice for the brown rice or at least some of it switch over to a higher fiber pasta like a whole grain pasta or a buckwheat pasta um switching over from a white bread to a whole grain bread uh you know, the processed cereals to more whole grain cereals such as oats can really help. Um, And boosting a child's vegetable intake is really important when it comes to fibres as well. So for kids who are already constipated, and I'm guessing a lot of people who are listening to this episode do have kids that are struggling with constipation, um, you might want to also consider a prebiotic supplement. So I really love things like green banana starch, which is a powder you can buy online. You can add it to smoothies. You can add it to baking. And that's a really great source of of prebiotic fiber. Um, another really easy supplement for kids to take that is a prebiotic is inulin. It's tasteless, um, so it's ideal for fussy kids who don't like high fiber foods. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of of ideas. We have you know some really great prebiotic supplements that we recommend to our clients and members here at Natural Super Kids as well, um, but there are a couple that you can get started with. We also want to promote that healthy gut. Bacteria. So, we want to, um, you know, introduce that good bacteria through dietary foods like fermented foods. um, And also, we can look at probiotic supplements as well. Now, we've talked about probiotics and fermented foods on the podcast before. So, I will make sure that I link to those episodes um, in the show notes. But yeah, we, we want to be looking at both the fermented foods and the uh, probiotic supplements to promote that healthy gut bacteria. And then if we're using if we're also getting the prebiotic fibers in, that's going to help um, to enhance the growth and the diversity of that good bacteria as well and we want to encourage physical activity the more your child can move around and play the greater the benefit of the gut you know if you can get your kids to play outside regularly to be um you know to to be active outside uh then it's it's kind of like a two for-one deal because they're getting um you know they're getting that vitamin D exposure which we know helps with the microbiome um, health and you they're getting that physical activity um, the movement will increase their gut motility um, and the outdoor environment, you know, the sunshine will, in- will increase that vitamin D exposure and they'll be getting exposed to bugs that support a healthy gut simply from being outside. And then the other thing you might want to do is consider magnesium. So I will always start with prebiotics and probiotics when it comes to supplements for kids with constipation, as well as all the, the diet and lifestyle sort of recommendations that we've talked about today. But magnesium can be really beneficial um, for kids as an adjunct as well. Magnesium he- is is helps to relax the muscles. It's a good stress support as well. Sometimes constipation can be exacerbated by stress. So magnesium supplements can be really helpful for kids with with constipation as well. I really hope this episode was helpful to give you some ideas about addressing your child's constipation. Um, don't forget about the gut, the Kids Gut Health eBook that I've mentioned already a few times through this episode. You can download that by going to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash gut um, and that is a freebie. That's a really good start if your kids have constipation. Um, And we're going to be continuing the conversation, um, the gut conversation topics for the next couple of weeks. So, stay tuned for those. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com, for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.